Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 74 of Ghost of the Night, a Hauntings and Paranormal Podcast. I'm Phil Sims. Thank you for checking out the podcast today. Today, we're going to talk about paranormal attraction. And to do that, I brought in Ben Axt. He is the host of Paranormal Activities, a new podcast. So check it out. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. All right, everybody, welcome to this episode of Ghost of the Night. Today, we have a very special guest. We have podcast host Ben Axe, who has a new podcast that's out, has a couple episodes, I believe four out, and we're going to talk to him about that. And the name of the podcast is Paranormal Activity. How are you doing today, Ben? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Oh, I can't complain. I'm loving this quarantine life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Can't beat it. Yeah, we're, we're going stir crazy here. You know, I'm lucky. I can get out a little bit with my job. I still get to go to work every day. So, but having kids here 24 hours a day, they're getting a little restless. No, that's fair. Yeah. I was actually self quarantined for two weeks because my work had it. And oh. I went back on Thursday for the first time. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, now, in your, you have four episodes out, correct? Or is it five now? That's four episodes. Well, I'm doing the fifth one tomorrow. As of right now, four. Okay, this will probably come out on Thursday. So when do your episodes air generally? Uh, typically, they come out on Sunday night or Monday morning, Sun- depending on how oh. the editing goes. Okay, so there might be one out before this episode's air, air, so maybe possibly five. Now, in your last episode, I caught because I subscribed, and we we uh, started to get to know one get to know one another on Twitter, and it's always nice to meet a fellow Ohioan podcaster. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, there's, and surprisingly, there's a lot of us actually. I've seen, I noticed that there's a lot of paranormal Ohio names and mm-hmm. a lot of like Cincinnati and Columbus. Right, investigating sounds like. And the one reason I wanted to have you on because in your last episode, um. You had something happen during the recording, and you left it in naturally. Now, I couldn't hear it very well because the, when I listened to your episode, um, I had my crappy headphones in. I was listening to it in the car. But something happened, at, I believe, like the 14-minute mark. And I have been wanting to do an episode in this for on this topic just for the mere fact I personally believe that just – talking about the paranormal activity or talking about supernatural stuff, it can stimulate activity and it, things start happening just by thinking about it, by mentioning it. And so being a podcaster, I know of 
I've had things happen during my recording and you caught yours on tape. And I wanted to have you on and talk about that and talk about that theory of just mentioning it and being in this world kind of sparks the activity. But before we get to that, what got you into the paranormal? Absolutely. Um, I've pretty much been into the paranormal and, and ghost thing since I was a kid. I'm pretty sure I grew up in a haunted house. It was built by my grandparents, and my dad grew up there, then I grew up there. And my sisters and I, growing up, always heard noises and self-presence and, and that kind of stuff. So that got me into like the paranormal. Mm-hmm. I've always been into it, and as I've gotten older, I've seen more things and really have dug into it. And then there was a couple of year period where I kind of blocked it out and just kind of forgot about it. And then in 2014, I lived in a different haunted house that really got me into it. And since then, I just keep been interested in it. And I think there's something out there and that's pretty much it. Right. Now, do you feel some of this activity is related? Do you think maybe it's followed you or, or do you think these are separate cases? I think they're separate cases. I do believe I'm sensitive to that right. side of things. I think some people are sensitive, some people are not. Right. And uh, I do believe I'm sensitive, but I don't think I'm being followed. I think it's all, for the most part, separate. Mm-hmm. And I just happen to be able to be sensitive to it, and that's why I've had more experiences than a lot of other people, but less experiences than other people that I know. So, sensitive to it, but not followed. Right. Um. Now, do you go out, I know in that episode where you had this, situation or this activity spark up you were talking about moonville tunnel and going there and doing a little investigation um do you are you a member of a team do you go out and actively investigate um, i do i've been to several places i've never really actually investigated i never brought like recordings right. or k2s or anything like that i've been like waverly hills main Crematory, Moonville Tunnel. So I'd like to go check that out, like, especially like abandoned places and mm-hmm. old places. I like history as well. So I'd right. like to explore things. But I'm just now going, kind of getting more into the investigative side of it. So going forward, I'm probably going to start doing that more as a ghost hunting thing right. rather than just a historic tour. But, uh, yeah, I mean, going, I started going on investigations and actually joined a team just for the mere fact because I'm was doing the podcast i wanted to start this podcast and started doing it and then and like you i've pretty much had experiences just about every house i've had since birth i guess has had some sort of activity except for the one i i recently moved the one i live in now not much is going on but i'm starting to think things are picking up naturally with me and this plays into what i want to talk about you know me doing the podcast out of the house me actually looking at evidence and going over the footage things might start or seem like they might start popping off here at any point. And it's not that I think I've brought anything with me or anything's attached to me. I just think when you talk about the paranormal, when you are thinking about it and you are actively in the field, it's almost like you're a beacon or you're a magnet to that activity and things start coming to you just because they know you're interested in it. And I think People that are sensitive, like yourself and some of the others, they are sensitive because they are open to it. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. And, I mean, that's kind of what's happening here. I decided I wanted to start doing this podcast back in, like, October of 2019. And uh, before that, in this house, we had no activity at all. We lived here for just about a year at that point with nothing. Right. I, I wanted to start this show, and boom, almost immediately things started happening. And then, you know, four episodes, then I'm here knocking on my wall. So that's absolutely 
a real thing and talking about even thinking about it or wanting to pursue it definitely opens you up and makes you a vegan. Right. Now let's get into this episode. I believe, like I said, it was your fourth episode. Kind of give us a summary of the episode and walk us through, you don't have to do minute by minute, but what were you, tell the listeners what you were talking about and then what happened at that 14 so minute mark or so. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, to start the show like I typically do, I have my setup out in my garage. I always have my equipment out here. So I just plug it in and it, and it loads up. And that day in particular, I've been doing podcasting for a couple of years now. I do another wrestling show with a buddy. So I'm very familiar with all of this equipment and how it works. And uh, for whatever reason, that day, when I just first plugged everything in, nothing was working right. I mean, it wasn't charging the right way. My audio didn't sound right. Whatever. Didn't, didn't really think much of it. I got rolling. I started talking. I introduced the show. Again, it's still pretty early on, so I just kind of, you know, playing around. Um, so basically, I just introduced the show. I introduced, um, I told like a little ghost story, I believe, mm. that I've been doing here. And then I introduced Moonville, which is an old town in Ohio that you're familiar with. Um, you know, it's just a big, I introduced what Moonville was. And then as I started talking about my personal experience there, like immediately, I went from telling the facts of the town to my personal experience. And as I started transitioning into that, I hear it banging on my wall. And it was a, a three knock, like a knock, knock, knock. And it happens to be right where the outlet is that I've been charging my equipment with, which is kind of a weird coincidence, I thought. But I heard it as I'm recording. So I pause, I look at the wall, and uh, I sit there for a minute. And then I hear it again, saying three knocks. And this time it's a little bit louder. And then my stomach kind of dropped a little bit. I mean, this was the middle of the day. like. Two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, something like that. And I was like, holy crap. So that was unique. And then after the episode was over, I went in and my wife was in the living room. She's like, I heard the noise, but I thought you did it. I'm like, well, no, I thought you did it. So. Yeah. And, you know, did you, what, is it that outlet or whatever is on the, since you were in the garage, is it on the outside wall? Could there have been, you know, kids or, and I mean, did you investigate, try to debunk it in any way? I absolutely did. It's actually on the wall that is facing my my garage is connected to my house. Mm-hmm. On the, the inside wall, on the other side of this wall is our laundry room, which is also where our um, like our heater and air conditioner unit is. And so that unit was turned off. We had no air on that day, so it was nice outside. And our washing machine was not running, so there was nothing in that room that could have caused the knock. Right. Um, I actually had my wife come in and knock on the wall while I was in the garage to see what it sounded like. And that's exactly what it sounded like. It sounded like somebody was on the other side of the wall in the laundry room just tapping on the wall. Right. Now, your area that you live in, you know, like I said, we're both from Ohio. You're actually, through talking with you, you're only, what, 20 minutes away from me probably. Oh, absolutely. If that. Now, in that area, is there any kind of knowledge of activity or any kind of anything that's close by that could be, you know, show some or give you some reasoning for it. Is there a lot of activity in that area? And I've never actually investigated it in that town, but I, and I haven't heard of anything, but is there kind of a history of activity? And as far as I know, with this town in particular, uh, no, there's a few cemeteries and that kind of stuff. Uh, But as far as I know, there's really not a whole lot of paranormal activity in Franklin, Ohio, there's no like, you know, major ghost stories here or anything. However, my wife did talk to my stepfather, you know, my, stepfather my father-in-law, which is her stepfather, and she rent from him. He's our landlord. Mm-hmm. And the 
person who used to live in this house passed away last year. Really? Yeah, I just learned this this past couple of days just talking to him. Hmm. And uh, he mentioned that she passed away. She was older. And I guess she was a big smoker. And when she lived here, she smoked. And they had, like, a relationship at one point in time. And he said that not too long ago, he woke up in his house to the smell of smoke. And he's not a smoker. He lives alone. So there's no reason for that to happen. And so we think possibly maybe since she's passed, she's kind of hanging out here maybe, hanging out at the house maybe. I mean, that, that kind of stuff. Um, like I got said on my show before, I don't really believe in, like, haunted houses per se. I think spirits can travel if they choose to or right. if they you know they're dead or they're having a conversation. But that's a possibility. Maybe it was her because she used to live here. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big proponent of haunted houses. I, or I shouldn't say that, but I don't think it's necessarily the house. I think may, if anything, it could be a thin spot in between our world, their world, whatever. But I also have this thought that it's all around us. When we go to that, when we pass on and go to that next realm, for lack of a better word, it's not, we're not going somewhere. We're still here. We're just in a different, whether it be dimension, whatever verbiage you want to use. So they're always still around us and we are actually interacting with that at all times. We just don't realize it because we're not vibrating or we don't see in that frequency and we're, we don't, we can't actually see that, but I think it's all around us. So a haunted house per, per se is not the old creepy house at the end of the drive or anything in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, there's, several reasons that you know you can say houses aren't haunted people are haunted or you know, spirits are roaming or you know, there's different levels of frequency like you said but at the same time that can be argued because of the, if that's the case why were other spirits that they you know waverly hills for example that's such a depressing purple place why would they choose to stay there but i don't have all the answers but uh <laughs> but right i absolutely agree with that well you know places like waverly and places you know you hear of all the especially if you watch a lot of the paranormal reality shows they're always going to hospitals jails battlefields type those type situations now i my theory is that these place these places aren't necessarily intelligent hauntings i i'm more of a residual type haunting guy with these places just for the mere fact that all these places have one thing in common and that's tragedy that's high emotion and that i think that imprints now in that aspect okay it could be a haunted type location but i don't think those are necessarily always intelligent hauntings whenever you have a sudden death or torture or anything like that that imprints on that atmosphere i believe and that's why so many people say cemeteries are haunted but i've said this on my show a million times if when i die if you find me at a you're definitely gonna find me at a cemetery because why would i hang out there it's more of that energy of the people that are living left there during that ceremony. It's absolutely. I mean, there's nothing I can really argue with that. It's definitely how I feel about it as right. well. Yeah, I mean, that's why battlefields are so, just the sheer amount of torture and pain that was suffered in that environment has to imprint on that environment or I mean, that, that atmosphere. It's like your negative energy. Right. Sure. Exactly. Positive energy and negative energy. And there's yeah. a lot of pain and suffering that would create a lot of negative energy. So right. it makes sense in that aspect. All right. Now, this episode, when when you 
And I want to ask you this. Um, when something like that happens during your recording, um, how did you, did you, you know, it just during the, listening to the episode, you just mentioned it, you marked it, you made a mental or a verbal note of it on during your episode, and you just kind of continued on. Now, did you kind of stop right there and kind of, did it freak you out a little bit or did you just keep rolling and did you make any edits there or? I made no edits and I made no edits for, for a reason. I wanted it to be like real and sound real. Like when I'm doing this show, I don't want to like edit it out and add sounds and do anything. Right. I want it to be just real as possible. And it just freaked me out a little bit. Like it threw me off. Uh, but again, it was the middle of the day. So I didn't think, oh my God, there's a ghost here. But like, oh, that was weird. And the rest of the episode, it, I it did kind of throw me off. I had other points I wanted to make that I did not make. <laughs> I kind of rushed the rest of the episode. Right. Um, I wanted to kind of look more into that. Uh, but yeah, I kept it rolling and I kind of forgot about it as I went on towards the very end, but it also definitely threw me off. Right. And, but yeah, it's all nothing edited. It's all right there. Right. And yeah. then afterwards I went and it kind of investigated it and, mm. and tried to figure out where it came from other than it being a ghost or a spirit or, you know, or whatever. Right. Now, when you were listening, when you were doing whatever editing you do to your podcast episodes, did you kind of hear, cause a lot of times with, Activity such as that with knocks and bangs and things like, like that, you could possibly catch an EVP or you could hear something that on the recording that you didn't necessarily hear at the time. Did you catch anything like that on your recording when you went through it? I did not. I was hoping I did. And actually, when I do record, uh, because of this whole you know, talking about ghosts can make things happen, I can't believe in that. So each episode I record, I have a, a K2 EMF meter. Um, I'm not sure how reliable that is, <laughs> but right. I have it on just in case anything happened. Right. And uh, during that time, nothing lit up. Right. I went back and listened to the audio. Um, nothing other than that knock happened. And the rest of the show recorded without issue. So on my end, that I can, as of right now, on my end, there was just the knocks and, and that was it. Right. Now, what do you think causes causes this how much activity do you have in, or have you noticed in that house when you weren't say actually actively recording or discussing or thinking about the paranormal have you had any activity that you know of happen during yeah. those times just standard regular eating dinner or whatever yeah, absolutely and there's actually a couple that i can go through and like i moved into this house on in december of 2018 mm-hmm. so from 2018 to october 2019 Nothing. Um, yeah, I had no feeling in my guts or nothing like that. And then I told my wife, who is also very sensitive to the other side, we've had a lot of experiences in the past. Um, I told her, I, like, I think I want to start doing, you know, a paranormal podcast. I'm kind of getting into it. I want to do something else with my time. And then almost immediately, stuff started happening. Right. Um, and we started hearing noises like, yeah, yeah wood floor, everything. Your, your typical wood floor noises we would hear. And then it's turned into more than that. It would just be like, I walk up the stairs, I'd turn the hallway, and I'd hear a creak at the bottom of the steps, like somebody else is walking behind me. Really? And it was more than just your typical, you know, house resting or whatever they say. Right. Um, and then at one point, I remember we went to a Halloween party the first weekend of November, and we were listening to a different podcast about a, uh, I forget the person's name, but basically her story was that she can like see demons and spirits around people and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's probably bullshit. I don't really believe in in that kind of thing, I guess. I said that openly, and almost immediately I got a headache, and that headache lasted a week. Really? And 
it was, it felt like a dehydration headache. I drink water all the time, so there's no way that's what, that's what it was. Um, it was just weird. Like, obviously, I didn't see a ghost, but I could just, I felt different for a week. And I told whatever I could feel lingering over me to, you know, get the F out, basically. Yeah. And it lifted. Um, so that happened. And there's a few other things. But one thing I really remember here, too, was not that long ago when I started kind of getting this podcast more ready to roll, kind of setting up a uh, routine with it and that kind of stuff. Uh, so it happened that morning I was talking about it. And then that afternoon, my wife and I were playing uh, Monopoly, actually, at our bar in our kitchen. So we sat there for about three hours. Um, not talking about ghosts, not talking about anything, just doing that game. The game ended, again, about three hours. I got up, I grabbed a beer from the refrigerator. As soon as I sat back down at the bar, our kitchen sink turned on. Really? And the knobs didn't turn at all, but the water started coming out of the faucet, like half pressure, basically. It was more than just like a drip or a leak. It was just like a half pressure faucet turned on. So I looked at it, and then she looked at it, and then about five seconds went by, and she turned to me, and she was like, I told you doing, during this podcast to start, you know, bringing stuff into this house. Like, she was kind of mad because she's been saying it since I started talking about it. I'm going to bring forces into this household. Right. So I got up. I walked to the sink. I there's no way this is happening right now. I mean, I was completely sober. It's my first beer of the night because it just, you know, just got later that evening. I walked to the sink. As soon as I reached to the knob and messed with it, it turned off by itself. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've always, I've always believed that the difference between sensitive people or empaths or whatever is just they're open to it. And when a spirit or whatever it is sees that you're open, it attracts, it's like a moth to a flame. They want, they're looking for, I don't want to say they're needy, but they're looking for that interaction, that um, acknowledgement. And when they see that you react to something they do, naturally they're going to, gravitate toward a person that can hopefully see them and get some interaction with. So whenever you start talking about it or showing signs that you have um, an interest, naturally, I think they just gravitate toward you. Oh, absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that. And like my wife, like I said, she's very sensitive. And I was like, well, why is this happening? And she was like, the, we can talk to him. He wants us to talk to him. It's like, well, can I try talking to him? And she was like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean that's a that's kind of a personal preference thing. I've always, you know, the general rule is you never go something in your own house. Of course, I don't personally believe all that myself. I'm because I'm big fear based. If you fear it, they're going to magnify it, and that fear can actually maybe attract something a little bit darker, or you know, just something a little bit darker. So you know, I'm kind of more of an open person. When if I see something going on in my house, I'm going to kind of investigate it because you have to know what you're dealing with. Absolutely. And that makes perfect sense. And that's what she says. I'm kind of like you. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm here. This is where my setup is. This is where I have my best audio equipment. I want it to happen here so I can talk to it here. Right. She disagrees with that. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, and, uh, actually, shortly after that, we got a leak in that same sink. Uh, probably about a week or two later, I woke up. We had like a little pond in our kitchen because the one of the pipes under the sink burst. So. All right. Now, um, have you, since you know that uh, the previous tenant passed away do you have any kind of information on her have you actually tried to maybe reach out and try to talk to her direct, directly to kind of see if maybe if it is her uh, no sir and i just found out about that about her passing and her uh, being 
lived here in the past. So we have not as of now. That may change. Right. Um, we'll see. But as of right now, no. There's been no contact, really no investigating beyond that. It's one of those things, sometimes uh, ignorance is bliss as well. So. Right. I mean, you don't, does your wife or anybody feel like a negative presence or are they, are you or her scared or is it more of a, just a annoyance type thing that's going on right now? It's funny you bring that up. I know the story that kind of uh, hits that. So up until recently, I felt really no negative energy. Um, some like odd, I guess. Um, but then with her, same thing. But then about, Two, two weeks ago, and actually I can tell you it was the day after we had a quarantine because of this virus going around. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she woke me up around 3 a.m. or 2.30, whatever it was. And uh, she's never done this before. We've been married for two years and I've been married for five years. She has never once woken me up in the middle of the night because she was scared. Like, we're on our 30s, that just doesn't happen. But uh, she woke me up and she was like, hey, I'm scared. She basically said that, I'm scared. I'm like, what are you scared of? She's like, there's something downstairs. I'm like, what do you mean there's something downstairs? And she told me that she had been awake for a couple hours now. She just woke up and couldn't fall back to sleep. So she went downstairs to get something to eat or whatever. And she just felt, as she walked down the stairs, she could feel a negative presence at the bottom of the staircase, like in the hallway in between her staircase and the front door. And she said as she walked down there, she she openly said, I'm not going to be afraid in my own house. And as she walked down the stairs and turned, she felt that thing like lunge at her. She didn't feel any contact. There was no physical contact at all. But she could feel it there. She could feel it lunging at her. She went to the kitchen, grabbed her food or whatever, and then just sort of got scared and came back upstairs and got back in bed, leaving her phone downstairs, actually. Mm-hmm. So she woke me up, told me that. And then so I came downstairs. And I felt something, but at the same time, it's hard to say whether I actually felt it. Or she put it in my brain, and now I'm freaking myself out. Hmm. Hard to really say. Uh, but I told it whatever it was to leave, and I came back upstairs. And uh, that's pretty much the end of that story. But, yeah, that just happened a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah, I mean, that's something you, I mean, you have to rely on yourself and her. You know, your gut instinct is really probably your best bet really if you feel something's darker then it might be i mean you can have all the equipment in the world and honestly your personal how you feel is really the best gauge of where you're at and what's going oh, absolutely. on like i call my wife a spirit box because i mean she's very in tune and very into that mm-hmm. or not into it but she can feel it so whatever she tells me i believe over any kind of technology that's out there yeah, that's, um, I've always, you know, I've always said you really the only thing you need to go to investigate is a recorder, flashlight, and yourself, and that's it. Absolutely. I mean, you can have all these fancy high-tech cameras. I mean, the camera would be nice just to kind of get a visual documentation, but you t- it's not a necessity. But all these other fancy fancy things are just really ways to prove or are just ways to validate what you are personally experiencing. So, I mean your own body is really the best gauge or the best piece of instrument or best instrument you can have on an investigation. Absolutely agree with that. I mean, again, I can have all of the EMF readers and, you know, reporters or whatever, but at the end of the day, my instinct, especially my life's instinct, that's what we're going to base. Whether it's evil or not evil, we should go in there or not go in there. You know, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. Now, my best advice would be you really need with the activity that's going on that seems to be 
going on and maybe even escalating a little bit, you're definitely going to, when you record, have to listen back and keep a close ear out for some possible EVPs. Absolutely. Yeah. And we actually started doing that. We got into staging here lately just because of all of the weird things that have been yeah. happening, uh, especially this past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, so because of that, we've been doing that. And uh, we staged the house. And the first time I staged, which was, I think, last week, I listened back and didn't hear anything. Um, but then I got another story before we were regarding the staging, actually. Okay. Um, my wife has a, a, you know, a good friend that she works with. And uh, on Thursday, she was my wife's friend told her that she thinks her house is haunted, which is kind of random because this is totally separate from like this podcast and stuff like she knows about it, but like that's pretty much it. But she was telling my wife how she thinks her house is haunted and she heard, she told my wife some of the stories. Like she was in her kitchen and saw something. She was in her living room and saw something and, and that kind of stuff. So my wife went to her house and tried to sage her house as well, just to kind of make her feel better and get that negative energy kind of push it out. And uh, she called me and she's like, hey, can you come over, come over here? And she was like 10 minutes away. So I said, sure. And uh, we went there and we staged the house. But her husband was kind of blocked. He had like an open, he had like a, a block on himself. He wasn't really into it. And mm-hmm. we kind of sell that. And so I don't think it worked all that well, but uh, we did all that kind of stuff. And then we came back home, came in and we were talking about it. And as soon as my wife was like, yeah, he had a block up. There's no way it worked. As soon as she said that, our lights flickered three times kind of like my knocking was three times our lights flickered three times mm-hmm. and again i've never seen our lights flicker before the year for over a year now i've never ever once seen that it was kind of windy that day so it's possible that's what it was right but you know never seen flicker before so it flicked because of the flickering we decided to stage our house and uh, as i was staging i swore to god i heard whispering the entire time really well, and what's crazy about that was I was recording it like we discussed. I want to go back and listen to them. And I just kept hearing fucking whispering. Um, when I was upstairs, I could hear. I could just, it sounded like there was somebody in the other room just whispering to each other. I can't make out the words, but it just kept, it kept happening. It's like, what the fuck? Right. So I finally did it. We finished the house. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. Recording was not there. First, what house somehow it stopped recording or didn't save the recording. I don't know, but it wasn't there. Um, so then we restaged the house just in case my wife fled at this time and we listened back and nothing was on the recording. But the one where I heard the whispering did not finish. Really? I'm not sure what that was about. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Cause I always, every time I record anything here late, well not late here lately, but the whole time I've really had to go back and listen. Cause, and this kind of goes back to, you know, talking about just talking about it kind of brings things up. I did a, episode with where i actually i did like a three-part episode about demons and one of the episodes was an actual interview with an exorcist and in that episode as i was editing it you know just going through it you know cleaning it up a little bit i basically heard like it was the most evil demonic thing i've ever heard in my life and you know i didn't hear the time I immediately called the guy again and said, Hey, I knew his wife was there. I timestamped it and sent it to him. And I said, was this somebody at your house or whatever? And he said, no, that wasn't. My wife was in the other room. He didn't hear it, but there was just something there. And it's just weird that, you know, we are talking about some, you know, possession and demons and that's what we get. And I sent it to a buddy of mine to listen to it and let me know what he thinks and run it through some filters. And it was just the weirdest thing. And it was just so coincidental. You know, I've had EVPs before that I couldn't really um, 
say they were EVPs. I couldn't make out what they're saying, but this was, you know, it was evil. We were talking about something evil, and it was sounded. I'm not a big demon guy. I'm more of an evil type entity type person. And this was, it, I mean, it sent shivers down my spine when I heard it from when I was editing it. I can imagine that sounds fortifying. Yeah. I mean, mean, it wouldn't be so bad if I was like, if I pick something up like that, talking to you, you know, I would say, Ooh, that's weird. But being the subject matter we were talking about, and that's what I picked up. I was like, Ooh, it made me actually rethink what I was doing. Oh yeah. That's fair. I could probably, I I never heard like any evil EVPs that I created. So that probably scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I mean, I've been on investigations and gotten like Satan on the ghost box or in EVPs and that didn't do anything to me. And I was actually investigating. I almost, I almost found it more amusing that, you know, whatever it was just trying to scare me. But to where this was actually, I was like, Whoa, now we're getting, we might be getting into something that I don't want to get into right now. Were you in your house when that happened? Yes, I was my old house. I moved in July of last year. Yeah, it was my old house, and this was a house that had activity. This, I like the house I live in now is. I'm kind of questioning there might be something coming in, but every other house up to that point, I've always had activity in just about probably nine out of the ten places I lived. And that oh, house, wow. that house, I mean, I'd been grabbed. I remember one. I think I shared the story on an episode once, but I was went to bed. And I lay on my side, on my right side, and something, I just laid down, rolled on my right side, and something pulled me back to my back. And I was like, whoa. I was like, come on. And it was that, at that location, at that home, it was just more of a, more of an annoyance. I was like, come on now. I'm trying to get some sleep kind of thing. I, that's how, that's how common it was. You know, doors opening and closing, you know, dogs kind of acting weird, staring down the hallway and, you know, just some weird general noises. You could hear footsteps. But it, I never really felt scared. I wasn't afraid to, you know, if I went to a, got up in the middle of the night, I didn't have to turn on lights because I was scared. I just, it just wasn't that kind of energy that I felt in that location. But yeah, that, I understand that. absolutely. But this was kind of, this was something different. It was a feeling that I never had. And I honestly, actually, as I thought about it and, you know, sent the episode out, I was like, I think it was on his end, honestly. If anything, he had the attachment or something was pissed off at him. I can believe that. Absolutely. I mean, especially if that's what he's right. into, if he's interested, it's going to be attached to him. And therefore, no matter what he's doing, it's going to be there. So right. you pick it up on your end, but it's not attacking you. So that's good. Right. Well, we're getting close on time here. So before we get off here, why don't you uh, kind of tell us your vision, what you want this podcast of yours to be and what direction you're going to take it in. Absolutely. So again, it's still pretty new. We're four episodes in, maybe five by the time this airs. Uh, but basically, that's what you want, kind of track the experiences that I'm having in my house now. Um, my wife, again, being sensitive, I want to track what we're doing and kind of see what happens going forward and, and catch all that and share it to the world. Because one thing I do want to kind of show is that, you know, this stuff isn't fake. A lot of people think it's fake. A lot of people aren't open to it. And the best way to not prove that it's real, but just to make it more of a not a luck of astigmatism, I guess. Right. But make it a, you know, it's real, it's here. And also I want to keep learning. Like I like to think that I know everything's going on and I'm, I'm not really scared of my house, whether I feel it's evil or not, because I feel like I know everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's wrong. I probably don't know anything. So I just want to keep learning. I want to meet people like yourself, hear your experiences, hear other experiences. And between taking all of these stories and all of this, all of this knowledge, kind of put them together 
And with that, they get a whole picture of what's going on between our world, the other side, what the other side is, you know, how it goes to work, why some are stuck, why some are not stuck, that kind of stuff. So really don't have any real, like, end game. I just want to keep it moving forward and learning more things about the eternal world, basically. Now, you mentioned you have another podcast. Why don't you uh, tell us about that? Absolutely. We have a podcast that's called uh, Regularly Scheduled Hostilities. It's all about pro wrestling, uh, WWE, AEW, that kind of stuff. I host it with my buddy Josh Gabord. Um, we're on Twitter at RSH Wrestling. And you can follow me at uh, Ben Lovin, which is kind of an embarrassing name, but I've had it for since I was in high school. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and, uh, I forget what his actual personal Twitter handle is off the top of my head. But yeah, you can follow us We're on Facebook as well at Regularly Scheduled Hostilities. All the platforms of both paranormal activities and RSH available on Apple, Spotify, Google, basically all your favorite typical podcasting platforms. Sounds good. Now your other podcast, Professional Wrestling. You are you still a big wrestling fan? I take it. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, I'm not embarrassed to admit it. I've oh. been watching wrestling since I was ten or eleven years old. We watch every week. We do this show every Thursday, and it's uploaded every Thursday as yeah. well. I mean, I, um, there's no shame in it. There's no shame in it. I enjoyed it. For, I'm I'm probably much older than you, of course. I quit watching, you know, after the Attitude Era ended. This I can't get into the new stuff. When they cleaned, when they cleaned, I, I, I love the Attitude Era, but I get it. When they cleaned it up a little, it kind of took it away from me. That's there, the PG Era, after they call it now, the yeah. PG Era. Yeah, but it's it's still it's the I you know I always said it was probably the most entertaining drama you you could ever see because you get a little violence and you get a good storyline. Absolutely. I mean, if anything you want, it's just, yeah, it's scripted and people say it's fake. Every TV show you watch is fake, so why not enjoy it for what it is? And, you know, big props to with this whole virus thing going on, they're still doing live shows with uh, yeah. no audience. So yeah. You can imagine how different that is. Yeah, because actually I just listened to a podcast. I forget what podcast I was listening to, but they just did a thing on uh, uh, Chris Benoit. You know, they're talking about it. What happened? Yeah, there. What happened there? What happened there in his career? And which you know they really covered a lot of his early career, but it was more about what happened. But I was really impressed with you know got to learn some stuff that I didn't know about him. Absolutely, it's a very interesting time. I mean, I think it was Dark Side of the Ring on YouTube is, mm-hmm. is what I watched recently about that same topic. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, I really want to like Kristen Walt at the same time. His yeah. actions are are pretty bad. So it's. We talked about it a little bit on our podcast, actually, not too long ago because of the documentary. Yeah, well, I would strongly advise everybody to check out both podcasts, actually. I, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, again, every, every Thursday, RSH will be out there, and every Sunday, Paranormal Activities. All righty. Well, that is going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, even though we're all, oh, it can't be too busy because we're all locked in the freaking house. That's fair. I appreciate you having me on the show. I really appreciate it. It was a great time. Uh, no problem. With, no problem whatsoever. And, and you know, keep in touch. Let me know if uh, anything pops off there. And maybe once we get out of this quarantine, if you're interested, we'll uh, when I go out on an investigation, maybe we do do some local stuff here. Uh, we'll see if you want to go. Absolutely, I'd love that. I've never been on an official like paranormal investigation before, so I would love it. Absolutely, yeah, there are there's some good places around here. We're not too far away. You know, we do, uh, you know, I think uh, where I was actually supposed to go a couple of weeks ago to Tennessee, but naturally that got canceled. But, you know, down in Kentucky, not, you know, hour, hour and a half away is, you know, you get some good good places or good locations that we've had a lot of luck at. So I will let you know when we go and maybe we can set something up.
Awesome. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Thank you once again for coming on. Everybody go check out uh, Paranormal Activities. I will, you can, if you follow me on Twitter, I will be plugging the shit out of it. So once again, thank you. And we will talk to you later. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Now, the question I brought up was, can you actually attract the paranormal just by doing, i.e. this podcast? I think the answer is yes. Now, whether that's opening the door or that's just you opening yourself up is the question. Now, if you have an opinion, be sure to send me an email at gitmpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at night underscore ghost. So until next week, take care, everybody. presents the sounds of the old world the year is 2019 and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium excuse me excuse me oh sorry excuse me you mind if i just squeeze by here this has been the sounds of the old world brought to you by progressive where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019 quote today at progressive.com progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, By providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too. And with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. Learn the latest skills to get moving and get ahead. Earn an undergraduate or graduate degree or certificate from the university that's been a pioneer in online learning for over 20 years. Classes start February 17th. Learn more at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.